Welcome back to Revise and Resubmit, a 10-ish minute podcast where I chat with academic writers about their approach to writing. I'm your host, Dr. Cameron Brown, Assistant Professor in the Couple, Marriage, and Family Therapy Program at Texas Tech University. On today's show, I have Dr. D. Scott Sibley. He is an assistant professor in the School of Family and Consumer Sciences, specifically the Human Development and Family Sciences Program at Northern Illinois University. He has published in numerous academic journals, including Family Relations, Journal of Child and Family Studies, leads a very large group of a research team of undergraduate and graduate students. He also was a practicing marriage and family therapist in Illinois. Uh, Dr. Sibley recently co-authored a book designed for clinicians titled Contextual Therapy for Family Health clinical applications. It's an in-depth tool for clinicians that help them recognize and use commonly overlooked and underutilized concepts within romantic relationships. He also loves building computers, all things college football, and is an avid punk rock fan. You can catch up with Dr. Sibley and all of the work that he's doing regarding research, academic involvement, and blogs at his website, which is decidetocommit.com. Once again, that's decidetocommit.com. Dr. Sibley, great to have you on the show. Heard you're a yellow card fan, is that correct? I'm a big yellow card fan. It's so good to be on the show today. (laughs) All right, well, let's jump right into it. So what is the best advice anyone ever gave you about academic writing? We have to get through those times where writing's tough because sometimes this can be very, very difficult to to, to write. And um, there's times where you might feel like, well, is what I'm writing worth anything to anyone? You know, is it going to be worthwhile to any reader out there and you have to really push through those times and really find inspiration in a variety of ways for me one of the ways I find inspiration is uh, reading you know I think if you want to write well you need to read and you need to to read a lot and um, when I'm uh, doing the most reading I feel most inspired as a writer yeah okay so when you say reading like reading what type it could be just about anything just reading just hearing voices from others and uh the way they tell their story i think narrative has always been very important to me how people tell story how they explain uh, their experiences in life as a romantic relationship researcher that's been very important in my work with couples about how they first got together that sort of thing great so Uh, What do you think is the most common mistake that writers who are new to academic writing make? Uh, It's writing in chunks. I think it's Mm. being inconsistent. It's not it's not uh, Taking it one day at a time, you know finding you you really need to block out some time for writing I think my most successful times I I think back to the book that was just published earlier this year it took consistency and if we just try to to wait and just write in chunks it was just a difficult process okay but uh, yeah that consistency and so it doesn't mean you're writing huge chunks of time every day I mean sometimes it could be that way but you just find 30 minutes here an hour there it's just the large chunks I think that's when it can become very inconsistent okay so I know you're an assistant professor you teach a lot at NIU um, you have a lot of teaching demands service demands administrative mm-hmm. demands and I could probably name a lot more plus you're a practicing clinician right mm-hmm. so uh, talk to me about how you find chunks of time in your schedule you know, it's like a lot of things in life. If we want to have time for it, we've got to set the time aside. I have to make those boundaries in my schedule. You know, because if I don't make those boundaries with others, I'm just going to get... My students love to come visit me in my office, and they will knock on that door all at all times. 
during the the regular office day and I really just have to block out those times and so for me it's actually just putting it on my schedule and knowing that's the time I'm going to write and uh, yeah setting that boundary with others yeah so you actually put it in your calendar Mm -hmm. so uh, what suggestions do you have for academic writers about how to deal with criticism or rejection. We know that that comes frequently in academic writing, whether you're writing a book, whether you are publishing. What advice do you have in regards to handling that? You know, I think a lot of us are gonna have to work through a lot of negative messages that we've received along the way. You know, it goes back to that that idea of narrative I've talked about earlier, but I think we really have to have the confidence and courage to work through it. The feedback is just part of the process. and. Uh, you know, feedback can be just very helpful. It can help us understand a perspective that we didn't recognize before in ourselves. Uh, feedback for me has actually just changed my life. And so when I've been open to feedback, I grow. When I just want to shut out the feedback, uh, the growth is, is stunted. I just can't grow. Yeah, so I'm hearing being open, mm-hmm. ready for it, accepting it. Right, right. Yeah, so, so when you get criticism, we'll say you get a manuscript back from review, even a, a revise and resubmit or a rejection, whatever it is, how do you handle that type of rejection or criticism? It's not to say it's S- not, sour, not easy. Sour Patch Kids. Oh, I know you're a Mike and Ike's guy, right? <laughs> yeah, lots of Mike and yeah. Ike's. We're, we're just, we're just <laughs> eating boxes of Mike and Ike's <laughs> during this period of time. I, you know, Mike and Ike's definitely help. Uh, getting back to the punk rock helps. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I think you just need to step away from the dang keyboard, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. And I think sometimes people think, well, I'm going to I'm gonna figure it out by just sitting in front of the keyboard. Well, for a writer, you actually have to practice really good self-care, too. You know, you have to think to yourself, how am I eating, sleeping, exercising? I think all of that can impact our ability to, to write well. When I'm feeling at the top of my game, when I'm really taking good care of my physical body, when I really feel close to my wife, to my kids, those are the times where I feel very inspired as a writer. Okay. All right. So um, do you edit as you go? Wait until the end? Uh, talk to me about kind of your editing process of, of your writings. You know, this is this has evolved for me over time. It really used to be I'd go one sentence at a time. And each sentence had to be perfection. What? Perfect. Wow, that's, 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 what, a, that's, <laughs> a, that's a high bar. <laughs> Well, you know, not perfect, but for me, it just had to sound just right. And and that can be painstaking. It can be just painful to write that way. And so, so here, going back to your question earlier about good feedback, I, I mean, good advice I received as a writer, I think some of the best advice I, I was ever given, um, and I'll never forget it, and it really just changed my outlook on my, my own writing, as I had a professor say to me, Scott, have you given yourself permission to write? that I can be a writer, that I have a voice, that I have something important to say. Because sometimes I think when we receive the feedback or we feel down on our writing, you know, I think it, it attacks actually our self-worth. And we might not feel like, well, I don't have anything worthwhile to contribute when in reality, you know, all of us need to give ourselves permission to write. So um, what advice do you have to best utilize co-authors? So. Uh, uh, having people to work with and really solid people to work with is just critical to the process of, of writing, especially academic writing. This can be a much more difficult experience trying to do it all on your on your own. It's not to say you can't do good things that way. And we have plenty of scholars in all sorts of fields that do work on their own. 
But uh, when you're trying to integrate with other scholars, you know, it's really good to understand what are the expectations going into this. Not just about who's going to write what section, but how long is it going to take you to get back to me? You know, I've had some, some colleagues I've worked with, and they actually expect just a few hours later I'll have my section done wow. that we just talked about. And I've had others that you know, give me a lot of leeway, where it's, you know, it could be a couple of days or a couple of weeks. So understand those expectations, because I think... Hurt feelings can come along the way. Uh, it's just a lot more collaborative, a lot, lot happier experience if you're all on the same page regarding your expectations. Yeah. You know, I, I think if you're not careful as a writing team, you can make a lot of comparisons with each other. Mm. Like, look at the, the contribution I made in this part of the paper. And I think that's, again, where the hurt feelings come from in academia, often with authorship, other things. You know, this expectation is I contributed this amount, so I deserve this place and authorship when in reality there's a lot more that goes into it than that just that what do you wish you would have known about academic writing when you were first starting out that it can be fun talk to me more about that well this gives you an opportunity to to show your expertise it gives you an, an, an opportunity to have a voice and with all the training you've received all the education hopefully by this point you have something to say and um Academic writing gives you that opportunity to say it. I think for me that's fun because well, I equate fun and excitement, I guess, interchangeably the way I th think about things. But it's exciting. It's fun to know that others might want to read my work, you know, that what I have to contribute can make a difference. And it's very exciting to me in that way. Okay. All right. So uh, at what time of day do you do your best writing? Oh dear. You know, as a <laughs> being a professor with such a, a time crunch, it could be all all hours of the day. It could be even in the night. In fact, some of them, the very best papers I've written, I've completed the work like at one or two a.m. Wow! And it doesn't mean I should always do that, and I can consistently do that. But there's been times where I knew what I wanted to say, and I had to put it on. Uh, I had to type it right then and then, you know, to get it out. Um, there's other times, though, um, I think consistently the morning works really well for me. 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m., those are really good hours for me. Later in the afternoon probably is the, the tougher spot. Uh, but for some reason, sometimes I just get some extra energy at night and the inspiration comes and off I go. Yeah, especially when you've got that yellow card going, right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, would you recommend any books or reads about academic writing that have been helpful for you? So I think On Writing Well by uh, William Zinser would, would be one of them. Uh, there's many, many out there. I think, though, going back to what I was saying before, just read. Read everything. You know, I, I spent a lot of time uh, uh, reading uh different various things I, I find on Twitter, especially re regarding romantic relationships. Digging into that can be very, very helpful to my writing because I, I find that I, I start uh, molding my own style based off the other things I'm reading in academic journals or from scholars in the field. I, I like not just having that academic professional voice, though, too. I, I think it's really good to, to capture... Even news reporting, more of a casual tone of voice. I really like reading blogs. Blogs are excellent places to go uh, find ways to improve on your writing. Because I, I think 
when it comes to academic writing, we don't want our, our journal just to our journal article just to get stuck there and nobody read it ever. And I think the very best journal articles I've ever read, they're fun to read. They're interesting. You know, they keep me entertained, uh, at least uh, cognitively as I'm going through them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've got one final question. Easily the most important question. Favorite Mike and Ike flavor? <laughs> <laughs> or I guess what color? I don't know if they have flavors. What color? <laughs> Are you a tropical box guy? I think they've even got so, like all reds. <laughs> yeah, red rage just is good. Tropical typhoon. It's probably my favorite. Tropical typhoon. Oh man, t- the taste buds—they are jumping for joy, <laughs> literally. When I have tropical typhoon, so that's really good. I, they just come out, keep coming out with really good flavors. In fact, you can buy straight from the company itself. You can buy mango well, flavored you really, ones. You really Pi- are straight from Pi- the company pineapple itself. Pineapple flavored ones, root beer flavored ones, all sorts. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Dr. Sibley, thank you very, very much for being on the show with us for Revise and Resubmit. We're really grateful. Thanks for sharing your thoughts with us. You're very welcome. It's awesome to be here today. Revise and Resubmit is proudly supported by Texas Tech University's Department of Community, Family, and Addiction Sciences, as well as my program, Couple Marriage and Family Therapy. Want to see more about what we do, our research, and our fantastic undergraduate and graduate programs? Find us on the web by simply searching for Texas Tech CFAS. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at Revise Podcast, or find us on the web at bit.ly slash Revise Podcast. Share your writing tips, ideas, or someone you want to hear on the show. Special thanks to our fantastic doctoral students, Benjamin Finlayson and Doug McPhee, for assisting in the production of this podcast. Join us on the next submission of Revise and Resubmit. 